High Limits 2024 campaign starts tonight, and we'll talk about who's racing, who could win, and why this will be a very different series than what we saw in 2023. Plus, Flow crashes and doesn't take an absolute beating for it. Racing tonight at Volusia and an update on Lawrenceburg Speedway. Let's go. It's Monday, February 12th. I'm Justin Fiedler. This is Dirt Tracker Daily. If you're tuning into this show for the first time or only maybe very recently, make sure to hit that subscribe button on YouTube or the podcast platforms. You can also hit that like button and leave us a review. We are at the moment a little more than 1,500 subscribers shy of 30,000 on the YouTube channel, and our goal for the year is 40,000. Uh, you can also find and follow Dirt Tracker on Twitter, Facebook, TikTok, Instagram, and Threads. So wherever you are on social media, we are as well. Uh, the first big-time season of High Limit Sprint Car Racing begins tonight at East Bay. A field of about 50-ish cars is expected, and teams are already at the racetrack as I write today's show. Uh, photographer Dan McFarlane was posting some images uh, of the track this morning to Twitter, and the High Limit signage has replaced the Lucas banners from the past week. Haulers are already in, and some teams have begun maintenance to get cars ready for tonight. There is some weather in the area for later this evening, so tonight's break after qualifying for the Fan Fest that was already much talked about. That's already been scrapped, and the series will be in hurry-up mode to try and get action complete. Besides the high-limit sprint cars, mod lights are also on tonight's card. If tonight does get rained out, I don't know what the plan is for any sort of makeup or rain date. I have been asked about that. East Bay has a pretty packed schedule for Winter Nationals all week, so I don't know if they could reschedule or not. Hopefully that won't be needed, though, tonight. And uh, if it is needed, you'll have to kind of pay attention to those uh, high-limit social channels for that stuff. Tonight's field includes the 17 full-time teams, including Dominic Selzy subbing for James McFadden. There are also a ton of travelers and plenty of names we didn't see at Volusia with the World of Outlaws. I was actually surprised how many Midwest teams have made the trip, including a bunch of guys from places like Hussets. I had Sean Neistat in my head reading names like Christopher Trom, Gage Polkerbeck, and Riley Goodnow on the pre-entry list. Quick side note here, I'm glad to see this pre-entry list uh, continue to be shared as High Limit transitions from midweek to national tour. You wondered if uh, something like this was going to continue as this, uh, you know, the series expands, but I'm glad to see this still being shared to social media. This is something I'd like to see the outlaws do as well, is share as early as possible who will be at the track for each event. Uh, there is some measure of that, of that information available for all of these series, and it would be nice to see that shared more often. Uh, if you're looking for a win pick tonight, I'd say Brad Sweet, Kyle Larson, Tyler Courtney will probably be the three to watch. Sunshine won three of the last four all-star races at East Bay. Larson was a the winner there in 2020, and Brad Sweet ran second to Aaron Reitzel when the Outlaws went to East Bay in 2021. Reitzel is on the entry list, obviously won there as well, but those victories came with other car owners, and we haven't seen AA Ron be quite the same, uh, kind of at the same level as he uh, used to be. Now, this will be the first run for this new high limit with a lot of new people in spots around the racetrack. We'll have completely different officials, uh, someone different calling the race, different broadcast people, uh, and more. So these high limit shows will look and feel very different to those that we had a year ago when it was just an 11 race midweek series. And that obviously includes on the broadcast with Chase Rodman now taking over as play by play uh, and Tony Laporta in the infield. So these will not look the same as what we saw last year. As we did with high limit going back to their inception, uh, we'll continue to track their race results and stats in the database over at dirttracker.com slash analytics. So we'll continue to be able to dive deep on the numbers as the season gets rolling and, you know, be able to kind of tell the whole story of the racing. I keep that in mind, too, if you are doing race picks and fantasy selections. 
Obviously, if you can't be at East Bay tonight, the racing can be watched live over on Flow Racing. Speaking of Flow, I did want to double back to their outage over the weekend. Back on Friday, they had some sort of platform issue that caused a bunch of people to have issues watching uh, really any program across Flow Sports and not just Flow Racing. They ended up moving a bunch of the streams over to YouTube for free until everything was resolved. And I just wanted to point out how far the streamers have come. In the past, an outage like this would have turned into a social media rage fest. And I know because I used to be on the nasty end of that rage when issues used to pop up with Dirt Vision. But the responses to this weekend's flow issues were actually pretty nice for people. There was a lot of understanding in there. And that's really the case because the stream and platform issues, you know, have been reduced in a really big way by all of the investments made by the big players as this area has continued to grow. There's better systems, there's more redundancies, all of that's been built in to help avoid these cases as much as possible, and they become a much rarer occasion. It also helps too that platforms can flip a switch and co-stream to places like YouTube when there are issues so fans can keep watching along as problems are worked out. It's interesting to see how far things have come in just a few short years and, and how different the reaction is to when there actually is an outage. Uh, at Volusia tonight, Dirt Car Nationals continues after the facility was quiet on Sunday. Wing Sprint Cars, Modifieds, they're gone. Late Models and Non-Wing Cars are in action today. These next three nights of Late Model action are Dirt Car sanctioned and not for Outlaw points. It's possible you could see some guys mix and match these early DCN nights to give their teams and equipment a night or two off. As for the uh, Sprint Cars, uh, USAC moves over to Volusia after spending Friday and Saturday at Ocala. They'll race the next two nights. And unlike 2023, these are full points regular national events for the USAC national teams. USAC programs will be available to watch on both Flow Racing and Dirt Vision as well. Justin Grant won both shows at Ocala. He leads the early USAC championship standings over Logan Seavey and CJ Leary. Going back to last season, Dazen Persley and Jake Swanson split the USAC Knights at Volusia, but interestingly, both are driving for different teams this season. Weather seems to be a bit less of a factor with Volusia kind of in a different part of the state versus East Bay, so hopefully no issues tonight. Uh, we will have cars on track around 5.30 p.m. Eastern. Uh, finally today, I wanted to give an update on how things are going at Lawrenceburg Speedway in Indiana. The track has undergone a shift to new promoters, and there have been plenty of questions about the status of the progress there. We know that the facility will host multiple USAC events in 2024, along with weekly racing. They've got several late model shows and high limit on May 31st. In recent days, the new promoters have been able to get out and work on the facility and the track surface, and some images and video have been shared to uh, social media of the progress. They've actually been working to remove some of the banking from the racetrack with estimates uh, that I saw kind of in the comments section that it's gone from well over 20 degrees. They said kind of in some places, 23 to 27 degrees, and they've reduced that down to 14 degrees. That should definitely make for some different racing than we've seen at Lawrenceburg in the past. Uh, at the moment, the track's Facebook page is the best place to keep up with happenings as their website is still supposedly in progress. And there don't appear to be any other social media accounts active. It does sound like they're trying to ramp all of this stuff up as also they begin work on the racetrack. Lawrenceburg's first scheduled event is open practice on March 30th, with the first weekly show coming April 6th. And then USAC will take to the Berg on April 13th for the first time. Well, that's it for The Daily Show today. Make sure to stop by DirtTracker.com to see today's dirt racing news and the streaming schedule. You can also check out the analytics section and uh, sign up for the free email newsletter, The Slider. Uh, the cool thing about DirtTracker.com, all of the information updates there automatically. So as press releases come out, as news breaks, the front page of DirtTracker.com updates automatically. So as that stuff pops out, it'll be available on the website. So check that out. I hope you guys have a great Monday out there. We'll see you right back here tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs>